The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour With your hosts Joe Bob Ah, you're awful And A.J. Appleton Is Sinshu Sinshu Chew Mouthful Right, all right. Welcome back to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net and writer over on SoCalledFantasyExperts.com. Welcome back. Uh, tonight we welcome back AJ Applegarth after a two-week hiatus. What's going on, man? Enjoy the time off. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Yes, again. Hello. All right. Just making Did, sure. Uh, First first podcast with the new laptop, and I am not using Chrome. I'm using whatever this, whatever browser is that came with it, Microsoft Edge or whatever. Oh, right. So, yeah. I'm not a giant fan of that one, but it's okay. As long as yeah. it works, well, we it are in good like shape. Working, so. Yeah, good stuff. So enjoy Excellent. the uh, time off. I think that you went on a nice little trip, right? Uh yeah, had a couple of first the first show that I missed was for the uh opening of the Metallica tour. Uh they opened their concert right here in Baltimore or opened their tour right here in Baltimore. Um so I had gotten those tickets for my wife and I as a uh Valentine's gift to her. So she finally got the cash in on it. A little late, but whatever. Um and then we had, uh, this past week, we were down in Cancun, Mexico with our little girl and uh, another family, uh, friends of ours, and their little boy who is just about two years old. So, yeah, it was a nice uh, it was a nice trip. I mean, it was good, good to get away. I don't feel like I vacation enough as it is, or if I'm doing it, it's mostly little... <clears throat> You know, like a week or a long weekend here or there. So it was nice to I take a full week and and just get up and go. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was definitely good. Yeah, I hear you, man. I uh, definitely don't take enough vacation myself. And, again, you know, same as you when I do. It's like, like yay, I'll take a long weekend and go do something that's probably very stressful because it's just rush. So, but yeah. Um anyway man, welcome back and um let's get rolling. Today we are going to talk about the new NFL rules that got voted on. Um and we'll we'll talk we'll dive into the beginning of the uh fantasy six pack um fantasy football mock draft that has gotten underway. And and then we'll finish up tonight with some some baseball talk and and dive into some of the the prospects. You know who's already up and, and delivering the goods and you know, who you want to go after and and um and then you know who who's on their way up, you know, who should you be looking at, you know, who's going to get the call up here, you know, June, July is usually when you get your big, your big run of prospects, 
you know, so we'll get into that. But before we t- jump into the the NFL rules thing, I want to get your take on this whole because you you were gone during all this. So the you know the whole Freddie Freeman injury happened, um, and he's out. I've heard anywhere from eight to twelve weeks at this point. So obviously major blow. Um, they end up going out and getting Matt Adams in a deal in, in a deal to replace Freddie Freeman. You know, what, what's your take on Matt Adams real quick, just to get. Uh, I don't love Matt Adams. I mean, he's serviceable as, as a baseball player. Fantasy wise. I don't really see him doing a whole lot. Um, I mean, he's got some power, I guess, but he's never really just, you know, wowed me with any of his stuff. So I, I don't, I don't love it. I mean, I like it for the Braves because they were in such a bad spot, but you know, I, I don't necessarily like it for fantasy. I feel like fantasy owners that owned Freeman hopefully have somebody else on their roster other than going out and picking up Matt Adams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. Obviously, Matt Adams is not going to be my first target. I did pick him up in my dynasty league because, I mean, it's, it's really deep, and I figured why not. Um, and he's done well for me, but basically any time there's a left-handed hitter or pitcher up, I'm not going to be able to use him. Uh, I don't see the, the Braves playing this guy who basically hits, I don't know, maybe 200 against lefties. I mean, he's just miserable against lefties. So, um, but I mean, look, the guy's got power, uh, but he's no Freddie Freeman. You're not, you know, Tyler and I talked about this last week, you know, you're not going to find a replacement for, for Freddie Freeman. And that's just, I mean, that's, that's just the, the nature of, of these kinds of injuries is, you're never going to be able to like fully replace them. You know, kind of like Madison Bumgarner, we talked earlier in the year about that. You're not going to be able to find full replacement value for a guy like that. But, you know, can you platoon somebody like a Matt Adams and I don't know, yeah, you know, and and another guy, you know, and get 70% of the value back. Sure. I don't, I don't see why not, you know, if you do it right, but yeah, it's definitely a big blow, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really huge on Matt Adams. I'm hope you know, hopefully there's somebody else better out there, or you already had a backup first baseman on your team who was better than Matt Adams. Anyway, man, let's get into these NFL rules. Um, you know, not a lot of a lot of fantasy relevance to any of these rules, but they're kind of interesting. And look, I mean, we all are sports fans first, right? If fantasy came after I was a sports fan, same for you. Same for almost everybody else, right? Um, so we we can take the you know we do have the option of just talking sports every once in a while. And that's what we're going to do here. Um, the the first rule, which is getting a lot of a lot of Twitter reaction, is the more relaxed celebrations, and this one's. I didn't see it, but I guess did you see when they actually like announced the rules and the commissioner 
came and and decided he was going to I don't know like wear some fun I think he wore like did he wear some like funny wig or something from what I hear and like tried to make a kind of a joke about it I don't know but point yeah, is, I didn't hear but, anything about yeah. it that way celebrations are back and uh, but they can't be too sexy apparently and <laughs> I'm doing air quotes. Whatever the hell too sexy means, I have no idea. I mean, how the hell is a ref supposed to make that call? <laughs> well, I think that, and it was hilarious, because I was listening to the radio on my way into work, the morning show here in Baltimore, uh, shameless plug, 98 Rock, Justin Scott Spiegel, but um, they they were talking about it with their their uh, sports guy, or their fill-in sports guy, Um Paul Mittemeyer, and and they basically they were talking about how it involves like the twerking and the gyrating, um, you know, sex motions. I guess is really what they're trying to keep out of these enhanced celebrations now. Um, so I, I think that's what they mean. But they were reading it off, and that was the thing. That's why I had to have you bring this up today because it was so funny they were just like so we're allowed to do the celebrations now they can do this but they just cannot be too sexy <laughs> it's like the, the sports guy's like i don't even know what's going on here so it was pretty good but i think uh overall it was that that's my take on it is is what they were gathering from it as well that you know anything that's somehow motioning towards sexual innuendo you cannot do. Yeah, safe to say, like you said, no more twerking, that's for sure. Um, But I I have a feeling we will try and see some guys push the envelope to see how far they can take it uh, and see if they get flagged and see if they then get fined. And I don't know. This seems like it could just this seems like we could go down the rabbit hole really quick to like this getting banned again, just because I have a feeling he, Roger Goodell is just not going to put up with it. <laughs> like nonsense, but I mean, he's opening the yeah. door for it. So it's going to be, it's going to be stupid. Um, it, it is. And I think it's, you know, it's nice that it's back. You're allowed to come back to using the football as a prop, um, you know, or, or, doing the worm or something like that because they 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 took away the ability to go to the ground in your celebration or if you wanted to do I think it was like a Homer Simpson thing maybe that wasn't the original but where he's on the ground it's actually Angus Young uh from ACDC the guitarist who gets on his side and spins around clockwise like walking as he's playing his guitar and I know Homer Simpson did that in some episode too um so something like that, like you could go back to doing that again now. So I think it's going to be interesting. I know there's guys out there this year that are probably thinking, okay, this rule has passed. What am I going to do for my first celebration? It's got to be big. It's got to be bold. What can I do to push the envelope and, and really, really piss Goodell off and make him wish he hadn't put this back in? I guarantee you that there's going to be a handful of players that are doing that. 
uh, and are already syncing up their celebrations. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Guy, could you imagine if Tio still plays all this stupid Cinco. I mean, that they that was the other thing they were talking about. Some of the biggest finds um, of celebrations and stuff like that. So it was it was pretty hilarious to like, you know, relive those those incidents as you know from when they happened and whatever as they were talking about it on the radio today. Yeah, I'm mean, I, I'm gonna look forward to it. I mean, like the NFL has gotten boring. They need to do something to like liven up the game a little bit. I, I mean, it's weird to say that football is boring now. Like it just it just is. But maybe this will help. I, I mean, I don't know. They've got to do something to help with well the game. Yeah, too. I mean that's just it. The I mean, look at the viewership and everything that's dropped over the past few years and you know, continues to go down. They call it the no fun league for a reason. And, you know, I think Goodell is finally trying to dial it back and come back. And I mean, you saw what happened to him at the draft and how badly he was booed every single time he went to the podium. I mean, whether it was the first pick or, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, I feel like he still got booed. Um, I didn't watch that much of the drafts in the later rounds, but it was just Philly being Philly, too. Um, but he he had to do something. He's got to try to win over this league one way or another because he's been such a thorn, you know, since he's taken over. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's – you know, the the commissioner – whatever sport, whether it's, you know, football, baseball, uh, hockey, I feel like they're always just hated. No matter who they are, they're always just this douchey suit that that gets <laughs> railed on and booed and whatever. That's not... I can't think of a, of a commissioner that's liked or, like, well-liked at least. I'm blanking on his name, but I feel like people didn't – hate the commissioner before Goodell. Paul Tagliabue? People didn't yeah. hate him. I, I don't remember. Uh, like, I can't ever think of anything like that. I don't think people dislike the new NFL, the the new NBA commissioner. Um, I think they like him. Yeah, David, the David Silver, Stein. I think his name is. Stein. David Stein. Stein. Or no, not Stein. David. Um, was it David? Yeah. What the hell was his name? David. Yeah, yeah, David, David Stein. Yeah, that's not right. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I'm. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm blanking on it, but. <clears throat> um, but no. Yeah, oh, he was he was miserable. Everybody disliked him. But yeah, I don't feel like Silver is is doing a bad job and or garnering as much hatred. Um, you know, it's Mark Stein. We're stupid. Mark. No, no, no wait. No, Mark Stein. No, that's not right. And I don't know. Now you got me trying to look this up. Stern. David Stern. David Stern. There you go. David Joel Stern. Anyway. Uh, uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, and I think people like the, any, the bets. People like the NHL commissioner, I think. I don't really know. No, they don't. Batman. No. They do not. I don't, no. No. I don't know. He gets, you know, he no. gets definitely uh, when he goes out at Stanley Cup and, and – and in the All Star Game, he, he just gets put on a on a stake there. He's not very well liked either. 
All right, Stephen. Well, I mean, look, it's a t- it's a tough spot. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to make you're trying oh, yeah. to make so many people happy. You're gonna ultimately make people unhappy. So uh, it it's definitely a tough spot. Anyway, let's move on to another rule change. This one, I don't, I really don't get it. Honestly, they're reducing the overtime from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. And their reasoning behind it, their big reason is that it's for player safety. And especially for those teams that have to turn around and play Thursday night football after playing an overtime game on Sunday, you know, it makes it harder to recover, but it's like five minutes, five minutes. I mean, how much actual game time is being played in five minutes of football? How many plays, right? I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but this is ridiculous. I mean, and, 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 and I do have this number in front of me. I'm, I'm looking at an article right now on uh, SB Nation. It says, um, over the past five seasons, only 26.5% of overtime games went longer than 10 minutes. So, the, so they're, they're cutting down, they're taking out five minutes of only 26% of, and that's of overtime games. So you've got to think how many, how many of these games actually even went to overtime. And then of those overtime games, only 26.5% of them went past 10 minutes. And this is a really tiny percentage of games that they're affecting here. This just seems utterly pointless. I mean, if you're really looking up about player safety, if you're really that worried about it, get rid of overtime, right? I mean, just go back to the tie. How bad could it have been? When, when, when did overtime even start? I, I don't know either. Yeah, you got cut off for some yeah. reason. Yeah, um, my my internet kicked out for whatever reason. Ah, and okay. I, I figured it remuted me, so I put it, something it, on the, it the page. I didn't know if you saw it. I was like, you're being very very quiet. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I, mean, I, I don't even know when NFL overtime started. So NFL overtime history. I mean, I, you can give your I mean, thoughts while while I look some of this up. I just yeah, I. I think I, I agree totally. I, I think if you're that worried about player safety, and again, this is another reason I feel like Goodell is under so much fire all the time. He does stupid things like this, like, oh, well, I'm going to decrease your overtime. I mean, okay, A, how many teams do end up going into overtime in a given year is something I would be interested to see. And then – Take that by 
how many of those teams are playing on a 1 o'clock game versus the Sunday night game. How many Sunday night games go into overtime and then those teams are playing again on a Thursday? I mean, unless you're the Dallas Cowboys and it's the week before Thanksgiving because the Dallas Cowboys somehow own every single primetime game uh, in the season now, um, thanks, Jerry Jones, um, this this rule to me is is like straight for the Cowboys. Um, I, I mean, it, it's ridiculous. I agree. If you're going to change the overtime, change it all together or get rid of it. Follow suit with college. College has the best overtime system. No, you know, for football. dude, I hate the college system. Uh, I hate. I love it. the college system. It's I awful. love the back and forth. No, it's so I bad. Think, it's I not real football, dude. What, not it's, real football. Well, they're starting with with NFL and, and so dumb. I forget who mentioned it. It might have been Tyler or um, somebody on on Slack when we were going back and forth about this. That was saying, you know, start it at the fifty or push it back farther and make it a lot easier. But then here again, I think Richard was saying, yeah, you run it out and then you run the first seven minutes out, or seven and a half minutes, you, you give the other team two and a half minutes to oh, run yeah, the whole no, field. I agree. This is, this is I mean, that's, that's with the current sense. system, you yeah. know, that that's going to be what happens. Um, but I, I really just think they need to go back to the tie. Look at, look at this year, how many, or this past year, how many of these overtime games ended up in a tie? I think we had like, Two or three weeks straight, where we had a freaking tie come out of the the game. Yeah, it was weird. I'm so. looking at I'm looking at a stat now where there have been since 1974. I guess that's when overtime got put in. Um, only 22 NFL games have ended in a tie, and only nine since 1990. But this this actually looks yeah. The most recent was. This past yeah October when the Redskins and the Bengals, which was like yeah, yeah you're right it was like the third it was like the third week in a row which was pretty crazy. Um, I'd I'd be curious to see like how many ties happened before overtime, and I get it could affect it, but this just I don't know. So I I I hate this rule. I mean I'm with you and like Richard you know say said the same thing, you know. You're gonna get teams like the Patriots who can just ball control like they're the Brazilian soccer team <laughs> and just hold it forever. Yeah. And they're gonna just milk the clock and not leave you any time to get back down the field. I get it. And it's gonna happen. This is gonna backfire really quick. People are gonna hate this. Um but dude, they cannot go to anything like the college. I hate college overtime. I really do. I think if they if they follow it to a point, and like I said, either still add a time factor to it, like you give each team a chance. So I don't know if you can really add the time factor into it, but at that point it's like their current rule is the first team goes down, scores a touchdown, game's over. All right, so second team doesn't even get a chance. If you you could keep that in, base it on the coin toss, and then it's like, okay, well, you got to drive the whole field. And then the next team drives the whole field. 
But then it's like, oh, well, if they get the touchdown, then it's whoever gets the score. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to make it really work well. But I feel like yeah, I don't either. There, there's got to there's gotta be a better way than what the hell they're doing right now. Because this is stupid. What are they going to do next year? It's going to be like, oh, well, we had another tie on a 10-minute overtime game on three Sundays. And, well, look at that. All those teams ended up playing on a Thursday somehow. So either we're really good at scheduling and, and making coincidences happen or what. But that's what I think this is. It's like how often is this actually going to happen that you have a, a Sunday game and going into the Thursday, you know, it's the teams that happen to be on Thursday, and they end up in an overtime the week before. I, have I feel a novel like it's idea. very, very small. Percentage. So I have a novel idea. Get rid <clears throat> of the that? Thursday night football game. If you're worried about yeah. player safety, if you're worried about player safety, and teams not players not having enough time to recover you get rid of the Thursday night football game and then you don't have to mess with the overtime. Boom. But no, the NFL is greedy and thinks that they have yeah. to own every night of the week. Oh, they which do. I absolutely hate Thursday night football games. We've talked about this before. I think they're some of the worst football ever. I'd rather watch college in a heartbeat. I'd rather watch the college games. I'd rather watch yeah, Ball State I mean, versus Toledo, dude. Like it's, Awful. I hate the Thursday night games. So Well, I, I don't know about Ball State Toledo. That I think I might pass on that. <laughs> I mean, hey man, that could be a high scoring like, game, dude. That could be like seventy five to seventy, dude. But uh he dropped off again. We gotta fix his internet. But anyway, I will bring him in here back as soon as he he gets back in. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we've we've kind of covered that one. I, I, yeah, AJ, I was just going to say, I, I think we're kind of done talking about this. We've, we're kind of yeah. getting long-winded here. But the last rule I want to talk about, which isn't getting as much press because it's not as exciting, it's not, you know, celebrations and then the overtime is like a big deal, right? Right now, you can return – you can have one player, I think, return from the IR. Starting next year, you're going to now be, be allowed to bring back two. And this one actually does have some fantasy implications to it. So what you're going to see is teams – you know, you're going to see you know, good running backs, good receivers – Go on IR, come back eight weeks later, you know, whatever it is. I, you know, actually, I, I should have looked that up. I don't know. Um, I don't know how long you have to be on IR for, but, um, you know, I think we're going to get to the point where we're going to see some good players come back and you're going to have, you know, the IR used to be, okay, you go on IR on your fantasy team. All right. That sucks. But at least, you know, you could just like drop a player, right? Now you might not be able to, 
So it's going to be a little bit different. What I hope doesn't happen, though, I hope it doesn't turn into, like, the baseball DL, which has just gotten out of control, clearly. Um, but I think this is going to change some things in fantasy football. I really do. Are you are you actually there? You're having some issues again, aren't you? Yeah, no, I'm here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I think um, – I, I don't think we can go to an MLB DL situation definitely not that's going to be way too way too screwed up um i I was trying to find the uh the length of time myself too i think it's like week 10 or week 11 i think is how long you have to stay on um but yeah this is going to be big for fantasy because you know the the biggest thing about it that I can think of and that I've actually used it for is keepers because in my league I've got one IR spot on our team and you know those those years which is like every other year that Adrian Peterson would go out you know game one and and injure himself you could throw him on your IR and I would allow that as, you know, a keeper player the following year, you know, as long as he's still on your roster, you wouldn't be able to drop him though. And then come back in the next year and say, Oh, well I had him, but I dropped him and I want to, I want him back. Nope. Sorry. Um, so that's kind of why I use the IR in my league. Um, along with having it, you know, for that rule that they instituted, I think was just last year that they started, with the bring one player back. So I think it, it, it just wound up being such a successful thing. And there was different teams that were, you know, you had two or three guys on IR and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, which guy am I keeping as, uh, you know, eligible to come back? Yeah. And then, okay, and well, way, I'm going to put these other two, you know, sorry, eight, see ya. By the way. I'm eight looking weeks. at it. Okay. I think it's I, eight weeks. I thought, I thought it was eight to eight to eleven. Somewhere in there was usually maybe it was week eleven when some of these people were coming back because they went out in week three. That would make sense. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I I think now the the other adverse effect that this could have on fantasy is now our league's going to be adding a second IR spot. Now, I, that's the thing you got to look at. I don't most think I will in mine. Even, most of my leagues don't even have an IR spot for football. Um, my dynasty league does. Yeah. But my, well, redraft, my redraft leagues don't. Yeah, my my redraft, I mean, it's a keeper league, but... I I have it and and I like having it there. I think that it's it's worthwhile because, like I said, once they instituted this rule, it's like, well, do I want to just waste a bench spot and then oh hey here's a bye week with six teams on a bye and now I have to drop my IR guy. That's why I don't like the idea of not having one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I said, it's it's gonna it's gonna change. It's definitely gonna change the 
the thinking behind, you know, just dropping these guys. I mean, look, still holding on to an injured guy for eight to nine, ten weeks could get – is difficult. I mean, with the – most leagues have, what, five, six players on the bench in football? I mean, that's going to be hard to hold on yeah. to somebody for that long unless you have an IR spot, which I don't think I'm going to put an IR spot in my redraft leagues, but after the disaster we have seen in baseball – uh-huh. I'm gonna consider it, and I, I'm I think, gonna I put think it up to put for it to a vote. I'm gonna put it up for vote just to see what people think. Because look, I didn't even think about the DL10 doing what it, you know, doing what it's doing to, to baseball, and I, you know, you need three DL spots at least now. Oh, uh, you need more than that, dude. Absolutely, I mean, more than that. we have two. We have two, and I've had. I've dropped two DL players from my team recently, yeah. and I still have five DL players on my squad. It's I mean, utterly I, ridiculous. I felt bad, sort of, but not really, um, maybe two weeks ago in my one league because we we only have two spots, and this guy had like five guys at least on his DL. One of them was Wellington Castillo, who he just plugged into a catcher and left there. And, and I even put something <clears throat> in the uh, the little comment section, like, hey, man, you know, I'm all for uh, keeping guys okay. on the DL on a, on, in a roster spot, but this is getting this is getting absurd. It was like, you know, if this is what you want to do, I'm cool with it if you want to just give me the win. And basically he did. I mean, I, I beat him pretty pretty solidly. Um, but it might have even been just last week. But um, no, it was two weeks ago because Castillo was supposed to come off the DL, and I think that's why he kept him in there. But he had two guys in his DL spots, and then he had two other guys on his roster that I'm like, why are you even still rostering these people? They're nowhere near coming back, and they're they're just killing your roster right now. I mean. Um, I'm with you, man. I've had, you know, an NFBC, I drafted Beltre. He's been out the whole year. I've had Donaldson in multiple leagues. Uh, in fantasy six-pack, dude, alone. I've had Donaldson, Kluber, um, Keuchel, Piscotti, Talion, who I finally dropped because I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. Um even though I think he's throwing again, but that seems interesting to me. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not touching that. Uh, I've had, I mean, I've had other players go in the deal too. I finally am just like, I mean, I'm in like near dead last in that league because I can't stay healthy. There's nothing I can do about it. Um, I mean, I'm rostering yeah. junk at this point. I've got last even... tied up real tight, so it's going <laughs> to take a lot for you to yeah, take that right. from me. I mean, I, I've just, I got smashed the first week, and then like I, I won the next three weeks barely, and I was like, I was in like decent shape, and then all my injuries came all at once, and I got smashed two weeks in a row, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell to do at this point. Like, it's it's look, it's fantasy sports. There's nothing. It's out of your control. But yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna do it mid season. I thought about maybe like putting it up for a vote to increase the number of deal spots mid season, but that's not fair because people like me and other people have already like made moves knowing that we only have two DL yeah. spots. 
So you can't do it mid-season. I'm going to retract what no. I said last week about it. But absolutely next year, if they do not go back to the 15-day DL, I will be adding DL spots to my leagues. The, there's no way. I, I I think we have to. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the one league that I jumped in this year that I was – been talking about a lot the Yahoo League. They have three DL spots and two NA spots, so that's nice because that'll segue into our next topic here about the uh, the prospects. Um, yeah, so you can just go in and draft, and I did personally because I took advantage of that rule and and drafted a couple of prospects that I thought might get early call ups um, or you know, early-ish, you know, once Super 2 hits, which we'll talk about. But um, I'm just sitting on those guys. But we have three DL spots, and I screwed myself this past week with the pickups um, and because of DL spots. I had a guy that was – I had two guys. All three spots were filled, but two of the guys were coming off, and Cano and Maida were were set to come off this week. And then I had to one Walker that went on the DL and it's like, well, and I dropped Walker instead and now somebody else picked him up. So, you know, savvy move for them, but I don't know. It was, you definitely need. need, need yeah. Money. Yeah. Tyler and I talked about that last week and yeah, we're absolutely going to have to start increasing DL spots, but it can't be, it, it just can't be mid season. I just don't think it's, no. I don't think it's right. To do no, it we can't, we can't do that. No, because, you know, like I wouldn't have dropped a few of the players I dropped, and I'm sure there's other people that have done the same thing already. You just can't do it. Um, anyway, man, let's let's touch a, a, a few minutes on, on the mock draft that, that we're doing with everybody from Fantasy Six Pack. We actually have all 12 of the writers for Fantasy Six Pack in here. You know, not all of them write football, but most of them do. Um, but, you know, everybody plays fantasy football, so it's not like these guys don't know what they're talking about. Um we're doing a slow draft. We're only about a quarter of the way through round four. Um, we we ran into uh, this one guy, man. It took like 16 hours to make his pick. I mean, God, what a loser, right? Such um, a dick, this guy. <laughs> I mean, I know I haven't met, well, really anybody other than you and, and I feel like Keenan. But if I if I met this guy, I mean, God, what I would just want to do to him. I mean, I'll probably, you know, I'll look in the mirror tonight, and then I'll realize, oh, yeah, it's you, asshole. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so if anybody hasn't got the joke yet, AJ decided that it was his pick last night at 6.30, and that was the night he decided to go out to dinner and then go to bed at 9 o'clock. So uh, he did not pick. It's 9.30. Come on. Give me some credit. Nine thirty. The, the, the one night you don't say it for like midnight is the night that you had your pick. Uh, it was, anyway. and it was it was terrible. But anyway, I apologize so, to, to the league. <laughs> it's all right, dude. It's a slow draft, and it's May. We'll be all right. Uh, this is a super early mock draft. Anyway, PPR league. I mean, nothing totally crazy has happened. Um, you took you had the first pick. You've gotten David Johnson. Um, I mean, so, you know, you went Johnson, Bell, Zeke, Julio, Brown. I mean, that's kind of interesting. Julio went before Antonio Brown. That's kind of interesting to me, but I mean, eh, is it really well, who that was crazy? That pick? Didn't you take? No, you were last. Who took Julio? No, I'm, I'm a, uh, Alex. 
Hamrick Alex took. Okay. Yeah. And then Chris Wright. Uh, oh, and congrats to Chris, by the way. I don't know if you caught this conversation on Slack. He he won a qualifier to go down to Miami to play in NBA, some sort of NBA DFS championship thing. And he got second place down there. So he almost got first. Uh, so close, man. But that's, that's awesome. Definitely congrats to Chris for that. Uh, but anyway, yeah. yeah, so Chris Chris took Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, I mean, Gurley going in round one, I think, is, is not totally crazy to me. But I... Uh, I've been seeing him go a little later than that, like middle of second round. Um, but, you know, he went in the first round. Um, Keenan, Mr. I'm going to punt running backs, because that's what he does, especially in PPR leagues, has taken T.Y. Hilton, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Jordan Reed. So he has gone nothing nice. but possession receivers. I guess Michael Thomas is sort of a big play guy, but you know, yeah, I, I love the Thomas pick. I'll be honest. I, I was hoping Landry he would score. <laughs> Hilton and Landry score like a combined 10 touchdowns a year. Like, but they're going to catch you 250 balls between oh, the two of them. Yeah. Like it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> so, um, uh-huh. but yeah, like I said, man, nothing too crazy. Um, has happened yet. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that Aaron Rodgers went with the third pick in the third round. Um, I thought that was a little early for a quarterback, uh, even Aaron Rodgers. But that's just me. I like to wait on my quarterbacks. You know, like, I'm not taking a quarterback unless it's, like, a stud one until, you know, the end of the fourth. Like, like if, if it's a stud quarterback, I'll take one end fourth, beginning fifth. Um, yeah. Maybe even sixth round type of deal. Um, but I'm not using a top three pick. Like, I want to kind of solidify my running backs, my receivers, before I get a quarterback most of the time. Now, I will say I'm doing a mock with so-called fantasy experts at the same time, and I – I think I took – I could look it up here in just a minute. I did get Brady, and it and it was relatively early. Um, so that would be at least third, maybe fourth. So I took Brady with the second pick in the fourth round. And it was main- – yeah. I'll tell you why I did it here and not – and it's because the format that they set up here, and I don't know if anybody else even really paid attention to the format. The format here is that it was only a two running back and only two receiver. So I didn't need that third receiver to round out my starting lineup. So I thought, okay, screw it. I'll go get Brady yeah. a little early. Um, at that point, I think Rodgers went late third round in that one. Um, so I got, but I got Brady all the way at the end of the fourth round because I I was the next to last pick in the fourth round. So, you know, I basically got him fourth fifth round. So, I was okay with that. Um, anything else interesting? 
Christian McCaffrey falling to the end of the third round for me was kind of strange. Like he went, so he went super, super early in my so-called fantasy experts uh, draft. He yeah. went on the turn pick in the wow. first round because the dude in the first. So he went wow. first pick, second round. So the guy there is like in love with Christian McCaffrey. He thinks he's gonna be like the number like the number one, almost number one running back this year, like probably behind Zeke and, and Bell and David Johnson. Like he just thinks he's going to be the best. Um, but I have him a lot higher than – I look, I don't love him like some people do, but, I mean, I think he's going to be good, especially in PPR formats. He's going to be a monster, I think. And for him to fall to be the 15th running back in this mock draft, like people were, I think, sleeping on him a little bit in this one. Um well, that's the one thing to me, because I was torn. So I, I went Johnson in the first, with the first overall, like you said, and mostly because I, I love DJ. I've, I've got him. Oh, that's He's absolutely. That's a no Cheaper and multiple, and he's worth it. So no issues there. Um, you know, my second pick when I had the turn for last pick of the second round and first the third, I was looking at the receivers. and was like, oh, man, all right, there, there was a pretty – solid run on receivers, you know, really through both rounds. I mean, it was just mostly receiver, receiver, receiver with, with running backs thrown in there. So I knew that I was going to go receiver running back and I had to go with the new hometown hero, Alshon Jeffrey in Philly. Um, <laughs> and I had to go with, with Marshawn Lynch, dude. I, I really think Lynch is going to have an awesome year this year. You know, he's, he took a year off. He's he's going to be fresh. You know, I, I'm interested to know what kind of game shape he'll be in. But for him, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, he could he could be, like, that's the difference between him and Eddie Lacy. He could sit at home and eat, you know, 13,000 Skittles and, and cheesesteaks and whatever <laughs> and then go back on the field and still beast mode the next day. And it wouldn't even be a thing. But you know, Lacey's got to loaf around and, you know, try to lose weight, which I think this year he's gaining weight. I, I don't know. I don't no, know he's feelings, losing weight. He had to come in under 255 to get like a $50,000 roster bonus, and he came in at okay. 253. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Good for funny. you. But, yeah. no, I mean, the, the thing that surprised me, though, was the rookies, that there's there's a lot of, you know, like – showing for the rookies already or the rookies and the sophomores put it that way you know obviously Zeke was going to get a a top three pick um so that that's fine um but you're looking at at Michael Thomas that you mentioned um you know uh and and Fournette went right after my pick of Lynch and I was kind of torn between taking Fournette but I was like, ah, I just can't do a Jacksonville running back. You know, let me go I'm with taking, a I'm more taking, of a known quantity. I'm taking Fournette over Lynch. Lynch, to me, dude, he's, you know, he's up there in age. He did take a year off. I mean, who knows what is, what is you know, how good a shape he's in. Um, at this point, I I'm, still, not, I I'm not eyeing him. I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, but you're right, though, man. Like, the rookies, the rookies are having a good showing. It is early on. Yeah. These mock drafts, you know, Fournette, Mixon, uh, I took McCaffrey. Yeah, the other one that I was um, thinking of. There it is. You know, the 
these guys are going good. You know, they, they all went in the third round in this in this draft in so-called fantasy experts. Um, so, like I said, McCaffrey went super early, and that you know, that's that. Fournette went in the fourth, the ninth pick in the second round, and then Mixon. Where did Mixon go? So Mixon, well, so Cook. Cook went in the fourth round, right in the middle, but Mixon went in the third round. So there he is. So yeah. So uh-huh. within the first four yeah. rounds, they were all gone. In fact, they were gone. Most of them were gone a little earlier than they were in 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 this draft in ours. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, they they definitely. I mean, look, is that because of how good these rookies have been in the past? You know, the last couple of years. I mean, Gurley was awesome his rookie year. Uh, yeah. Zeke was fantastic last year, obviously, you know, David Johnson he, to where he wasn't a rookie last year, but you know, young guy, really good. Jordan Howard was, was a monster last year. Coming out. Yeah. Jordan um, Howard was huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, he's the, another guy that's these young, early on. yeah. And, 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 and look, I drafted Jordan Howard at, at the end of the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like that pick. Uh, you know, so the, these younger running backs who've got fresh legs and things like that, like they're, they're getting a lot of run. Um, but anyway, you know, not a whole lot to talk, you know, to see there. You can, you can follow the, the draft on my, uh, I've got a link through my Twitter. Uh, so go ahead and, and, and check that out. If you, if you want to follow along, it, it is a slow draft. So there's not a whole lot of action going on, but uh, it, it is, yeah. it does move every once in a while. We'll get like a slew of picks. Um, yeah. but, you know, hopefully we don't get, you know, another 16 hour holdup. <clears throat> well, anyway, it's so on Richard now, so we'll see your uh, turn, yeah, Richard. He, well, he might be asleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is in the UK. <laughs> I can give well, him a little credit. Yeah, for that. So anyway, man, so let's talk about some prospects here. Um, so, some, some big name guys are already called up here. Um, the first one that got called up this year and made noise right away, Cody Ballinger, dude. And you know, <laughs> I think everybody kind of was thinking, well, maybe he's not going to play that long because you know, once everybody gets healthy there, he's not going to, you know, wh- where's he going to go? But look, the Dodgers just, they haven't gotten healthy. Um, Adrian Gonzalez got hurt, and then Tolls got hurt in the outfield. Now Peterson's hurt again. So, and Bellinger is crushing it. I mean, this guy's here to stay, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's already got nine, nine home runs in 26 games. I mean, look, he's not going to stay on that pace. That's kind of ridiculous. But, you know, look, the the projections have him for, you know, anywhere from 16 to 19 home runs the rest of this season. So that's putting him right at, you know, 25 to 30 home run range for the entire year. That's, that's a good, a good number that's of home runs, man. You comes up in May, you know, yeah. I mean, you missed the whole first month of baseball and you're still a 30 homer guy. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked that we, 
we went with my gut and and put the money down and and got him in in our uh, experts league. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean we only used like eleven dollars we on him. About. Yeah, but we were worried about uh, well, he's only going to be up for like a week and a half, if that. And then yeah. it was like, up oh, such and such went down. Up, oh, okay, cool. Now he's playing again. So yeah, he's, I just don't. I just don't think they can take his bat out. I mean, he's no. He's, I don't think they can not either. Maintain. But you know, he's he's killing it right now. Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers always seem to find these guys. I mean, like Jock Peterson, like Puig, like four yeah. years ago. Then it was Jock Peterson, and like they always seem to find these guys that just come in and they just. I don't know what it is when they first get into LA, but they just you know, shoot out like a rocket, man. And hopefully he doesn't slow down like all the rest of them did. But, yeah, uh, you know, he he's looking good. Definitely somebody that, you know, is, uh, you know, I would imagine he's rostered in like every single league. So you're not picking up this guy at this point. Um, Jose Barrios is another big-time prospect. And, look, I really didn't know what to think about him. Now he he got called up last year and started 14 games, and woof, what a 14 games! <laughs> and over an eight ERA walked, you know, he was walking almost five and a half batters a game. I mean, it was about as bad as it could possibly get for him. He looked overmatched big time. This guy was destroying minor leagues. I mean, for years he was crushing the minor leagues. And I mean, it was time for him to come up, right? It had to happen. But he didn't break camp with the Twins, went down to the minors, and dominated even more than he had been in the past down at the minors. And it was just like, so they finally called him up. He's now started three games, including today. Um, and I don't know his total ERA now because Fangrass hasn't updated the total ERA, but in, in three starts, he's allowed a total of four runs. (laughs) So pretty damn good. Right. Uh, and today was against the Orioles. So naturally he had seven strikeouts in six innings. Um, they did get to him, though. They got right. a couple home runs off of him. But um, the Orioles lost the game. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he is keeping guys off base. Uh, he's striking them out. Uh, this, I mean, it looks like the real deal. And in, in NFBC, Tyler and I put in, oh, like 100 and We went after him for like $170 out of 1000 And we got him. And nice. we were kicking us. We were kicking ourselves last week because we didn't we didn't pitch him last week, and that's when he went off and had that complete oh, game yeah. against Colorado or whatever. Oh. And it was like, yeah, was what what's happening? Is this <laughs> he's on our bench? <laughs> um, but yeah, so this guy this guy looks for real, dude, and, and I think he's he's up for good at this point. Now I don't see there any way they can send him down. He's been so good. Yeah, I, I agree. He's he's been lights out, and I mean, you expect the strikeout numbers to definitely be there against the Orioles, but you you could also expect a, a high run 
total against the pitcher there because they can mash the ball. So, you know, back-to-back night. Well, the whole series. I mean, today was the only day the O's actually had a chance, I feel like. I mean, they just got... Yeah, well, I mean, they had a chance chance last night. Monday. Yeah, Monday they were winning, and then they let up a ton of runs um, and then lost. But, yeah, last night was kind of close, but then... Well, I was saying that it was a complete game shutout. Didn't they lose yeah, like one nothing? It was. Or they were losing uh, one nothing at one point. I don't know what the final score was. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we got swept by the Twins. The Orioles are. They need to get. They need to get ship righted real quick. Um, the next, the next biggest name prospect that's up is Ian Happ, and this one's interesting to me. You know, so. So he got he got called up because there was a bunch of injuries to the Cubs. And they just kind of needed a body, and 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 look, I mean, Ian Happ's deserved the call up for a while, but you know they've got Russell, they've got Baez, they've got you know Zobrist in the infield, they've got outfield is cluttered. You know, it, it's the Cubs are disgustingly deep, and so but they finally brought him up. And, and and the thought was, okay, he'll just immediately go down as soon as everybody comes back and healthy. Well, he kind of forced his hand too by just playing really, really well. I mean, in nine games so far, you know, he's got a couple bombs, you know, five RBI, eight runs. He's batting over 300. I mean, he just – how do you send that back down, right? Um, my issues with Hap is – I think he's now going to be a part-time player. I don't like how how is he not going to be? I mean, the Cubs are so deep, so talented everywhere. I just yeah. don't think he's going to play every day and and it happened. I mean, yesterday, I don't think he played yesterday. Um and he went he went for in NFBC, he went for $111 last week. And then the first game that the guy owned him, he didn't play. <laughs> so it was like, and that is precisely why Tyler and I didn't go after him. We need middle infield. We're bad in middle infield in that league. But I didn't want to spend the money I knew it was going to take to get Ian Happ. It's See, like, that's the know, thing, like, in ESPN, he's only outfield eligible. He's not helping you in middle infield. So, I, I think... Oh, he is only outfield. That's interesting. Yeah. He's so only, like, he, a second he baseman, was, isn't he? he? Yeah, second base was his, his original position. So, I think that's what a lot of these other leagues, <clears throat> uh, like Yahoo, Fantrax, or whatever, they end up locking in that position from the minors and then it, it stays, at least with Yahoo. I think like if, if at one point they were ever this position, it locks it in and then it doesn't change it. Um, so that's why, to me, everything I look at from Yahoo seems to have way more position eligibility for people than, than some of these other sites do. But yeah, ESPN, he's only outfield, so... 
I, I just looked because he's available in my one league. I was like, oh, maybe I'll run out and grab him. But I, I don't need outfield. I've got plenty of outfield right now, and we only start three and one utility. So he's not he's not worth owning on my team, at least. Um, I mean, unless Desmond starts choking or something. But other than that, you know. But you've you've got Javi Baez, who's got a ton of eligibility. Um, so you can move him around on in your lineup, but he's not playing every day. I mean, he's another guy that you're sitting at and looking, okay, well, now you've got this, this prospect that's up and is probably going to stay up because of what he's done in his debut so far. What do we do with Baez? Do we send him down? Mm. No. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. No, I don't think they gonna... will, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they're they're not doing that, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's definitely crowded there. And I think if you own Ian Happ, I think you're going to be playing. You know, you're. He's going to be. A, he's going to not play multiple days. Like this is all there is to it. Um, unless there's an injury again. Um, maybe a little lesser known couple guys here that were just caught up recently. Bradley Zimmer and Sam Travis. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like, I didn't know a ton about these guys. Um, Bra- Bradley Zimmer, it, I don't really know he is. I guess he's more of like a – honestly, he kind of reminds me. Like, his stats make me think of Michael Brantley but faster. Uh, so he'll yeah. steal more bases type of thing. Um, you know, he's that's, a, that's he's, good, but I mean, I don't think I'm going he's to. He's a high K that. guy though right now. I mean, I, I've been well, following yeah. him for a oh, couple man, of years. Yeah. And that's, I mean, he was a, a well above 30%. It might've even been more than that, but that, that's his, his problem. I mean, he, he's going to, he's going to get you, productivity and if you're in a league that doesn't penalize for strikeouts then sure by all means go out and grab the guy um but he's another guy that i wouldn't be surprised if if he got sent back down yeah at some point you know this summer i i think that he will actually um you know especially if he keeps striking out at this rate he's he's got to get that under control but I mean, he's shown he's shown good good uh, good stats so far. I mean, five games, uh, you know, he's sitting at the 267 average. He's got a homer, three ribbies, uh, and a stolen base. So, you know, I think he's going to have some playing time for a little bit, but I do think his leash is going to get shortened sometime sooner. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. And then Sam Travis, I think, you know, he just got called up like yesterday or today or something. Uh, but, I mean, this guy's this guy's going to be a, a platoon player, uh, probably hitting against the lefties for Mitch Moreland over there in Boston. So I think he can be firmly left on the waiver wire. But, I mean, I you know, I think, he, I think he'll be all right, but I just, it's just, how much is he really going to play is going to be the question. Um, yeah. So, 
Now, so th- so those are the guys that have been called up, and you know, like the the big names, all the conversation guys. But I've got I've got five names written down that I wrote down, and if you want to add any, let me know. But the five guys that I'm looking at, as far as picking up when they get called up, Yohan Makata. Of course, yeah, he's probably owned most leagues at this point because people drafted him yeah. and just held on to him. Yeah, um, he was one of the one of my NA players. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Franklin Barreto. Um, you know, with the injury over there in Oakland, you know, I think it's just uh, what, what's his name who's filling in right now is is oh Rosales. Rosales is. I mean, he's doing okay, but I mean, like Barreto is. I think he's a special talent. I think he's, <laughs> yeah, he is going to get caught up um, soon. I would think. Um, Rise Hoskins. Um, I don't even know if I said that first name right, but I think that's how you say it. Uh, the first baseman for is it Reese? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I think um, so. I, I don't know. <laughs> you would know better than me. He's a Philly boy. Um, but yeah, I mean. Tom, you know, Tommy Joseph is is doing better than he was to start the year, but he's still not good. Um, so I think it's only a matter of time before Hoskins gets the call up. I mean, he I think he, he's destroying minors right now, and like, what else does he have to prove? He's already got he's already got twelve homers in forty four games right now. He's batting three eighteen. He's yeah. only striking out fifteen percent of the time for a power hitter who only strikes out fifteen percent of the time. Like this guy needs to get called up. He's gonna mash when he comes up, man. Like the dude's good, um, and he's done nothing but perform at every level in the minor league. So like he has nothing left to prove at this point. He needs to get called up. Um, and. So I, I like him. Almost one of my favorite guys besides Mankata. You know, Mankata is just ridiculous. Um, couple, you know, short stops. Ahmed Rosario and uh, Gleyber Torres. I don't really know where Torres fits uh, on the Yankees, um, but he 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 is. I mean, he he's good. I just. I'm not really sure when he's going to get caught. I mean, they, they've got a good infield. So, but I think eventually he's going to get, get caught up. And when he does, you're, you're going to want him. Um, so, you know, he, he actually got promoted to triple a just a few days ago. So I think it's, I've, I would think he he you know we might see him maybe late in the year when rosters expand type of deal, um, but but maybe you know I just kind of threw that name out there because I think a lot of people are are, are talking about him. Um, Ahmed Rosario I think has a, a much better chance of getting called up. I mean the Mets are a train wreck and they just I mean why not call him up at this point, um, especially you know. You would have thought it would have happened with Cabrera being injured and, and missing a little while, but they decided against it. You know, typical Mets being bad at managing their team. So, but 
I think he's going to get called up soon. I don't, just don't see any reason why they would hold him out at this point. And obviously service time is the reason why, but you know, I think once that calendar flips, it's, it's just going to be like any day after that happens. So, so I would grab him in a heartbeat. You got anybody else you're looking at? Are uh, you there? Did I mute myself? You there? No, there I, I, yeah, I muted myself. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, I must've hit it when I was switching pages or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, Rosario, Rosario is definitely going to get called up. Um, I would say within, not within a week, but within two weeks, probably as soon as June hits, be on the lookout for him. Um, Torres, I don't, I don't know if he'll definitely be up. I think he'll be up when the rosters expand for sure, but I don't yeah. know if, if he will be up before that. He's still young. He's, I mean, he is crushing it. And I mean, if he just continues to rake in, in triple a, it's going to be hard for them to not bring him up, but, do they really have a position for him? I mean, yeah, the Yankees yeah. the Yankees are firing on pretty much all cylinders right now. I mean, they're a good uh, young team as it is, which sucks to say, but yeah, um, gag. I mean, where are they going to put him is the question. I mean, unless they slide like Gregorius to third base, which I don't know if he can play third base, um, or maybe try Gleber at third. Yeah, I don't know. That would be that would be something to to keep an eye on. See if, if yeah, because you know he, he starts taking not. third base <laughs> reps um, in in Triple A. You know they might be ready to move on from Headley, um, who I think they may have just signed to an extension this off season. But uh, I mean he's been good this year, but he's kind of slumping now. So. That'd be something I would look for there. Rosales, I think, is coming up. Uh, the other name I was going to mention is uh, Jeff Hoffman. Had an awesome game on oh, Monday. Oh, yeah, dude. I meant to, I meant to write him uh, down because I picked him up, actually, yeah, and reaped the benefits of that one. Oh, I did, too. I, I absolutely went after him. Um, I mean, granted, it, it was against the, the hapless Phillies, but, um, you know, he he pitched a lights out game though, and you know I think you you grabbed him in that one trade that we were talking about a while back, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like you know what I like this guy <laughs> go for it, but you yeah. know I, I, he he's already got he already went back down um, yeah but he's definitely going to be their their next man up I think you know to come back up for another spot start or. Whatever, but I mean, if he if he continues to perform, I don't see why they wouldn't bring him up again later this summer. So he's someone to keep an eye on too. Yeah, it's weird to say that when a guy comes up for Colorado and he's this good as a pitcher, that Colorado's not going to keep him because yeah. their pitching staff is actually good this year, which is the weirdest thing to say. They they are. They, ever. And, and it doesn't um, make. Her- Herman, man. Yeah, Herman Marquez, who pitched, I think, tonight? Or, no, last night. 
Uh, yeah, he pitched last night. I mean, he had another good game. He's been he's had mostly good games. He's had a couple of, of down games, but um, he's another young guy that they have. Like, it's just amazing. You would most people just shy away from Colorado pitching because they pitch in Colorado for half of their games. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I do. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's it's usually the way it goes, and it's just all right. And and because they're they're not, you know, sexy names or whatever, but um, they they're playing well, and and Colorado, I think, is still in first place in the West right now. So, um, yeah, I believe you're right. Some to monitor. Um, the other name that I had was uh, Lewis Brinson. Um. Milwaukee, I think it's Lewis is his first name. Have mm-hmm. him be my guy. Um, now they're talking about him maybe not getting a chance to come up as, as they may have thought because they're getting healthier in the outfield. Um, so he's got a lot of roadblocks there, but he's someone to just keep an eye on and, he, and whatnot. He's, he's, the, he's, he's been, actually the Rangers, but yeah. I know he's uh, Brent? Oh, he got drafted by the no, Brewers. No. Just kidding. He was drafted, he drafted by the, yeah. His, yeah, he is the Brewers. Yeah. He well, no, speaking of tree. Brewers, actually one of my one of my more favorite guys over there is Josh Hader, and I yeah. think that kid's gonna dominate when he comes up, dude. The, the guy just lights out good. Um, I mean, I think he's struggling a little bit right now in the minors, but I mean, I don't really know why he's. Just, <clears throat> he was supposed to be up last year because I remember us talking about him last year, and then yeah, he I mean, had some injuries that slowed him down, um, and they just didn't call him up for whatever reason. So well, so he like he he got the AAA and just like he's struggling with command once he got the AAA. Um, so he's got to get the, he's almost like Glasnow where like he's yeah yeah it's, so. I think he's got to get that under control before he gets called up, but I think I think they're going to see him eventually. Um, but yeah, yeah, good call, good call on the Hoffman pick. I meant to write him down and then, you know, just completely forgot. So that was a good call there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I actually don't have a whole lot of Twitter questions this week that are very relevant. So. We will spare you from your favorite music. Um, (laughs) But that's all I've got. Um, Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter with any questions you've got. Um, I'm at Fantasy Six Pack. He is at Apple Garth Algar. Yes, right. Nailed it. Nailed it. Got it. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) <laughs> you need to post that gif of the uh Google Google um cookie monster cookies slash nailed it and it's it's hilarious. It's it's just this meme that they put up and it's like you see these perfect cookie cookie monster faces of like on these cupcakes and then it shows this other person who who did them. And they're all melt. It looks like they literally just pulled Cookie Monster himself out of an oven, and his face is all melted. And it's like nailed it. It's like oh god. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen uh, that one. You're gonna have to sit. You're definitely oh, gonna have to send that to me. It's awesome. You've got to look at it. <laughs> yeah, you're hilarious. gonna have to send that to me for sure. 
Um, all right, I'll find it. I'll send it to anyway, you man, chat. so that's all we've got for the show. Um, we might that's be all you've some got, week. my friend. I have one last comment. I need to wish a very, very happy birthday to Mr. Bartolo Big Sexy Cologne. Oh, it is his 44th birthday today. He is 40. pitching tomorrow against the Pirates and I believe Ivan Nova. Uh, I picked him up because I'm a sucker for Bartolo. But uh, happy birthday, big man. Go out and pitch me a winner next week. Or tomorrow, I need it. He's not doing as great as he's 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 finally showing his age this year. Uh, he's yeah, been, he he's he started he's this. started off good with a couple of games, and then he started going downhill. Last two weren't too bad though, so thinking against the Pirates, he can find a way to put put it back together and get some of that uh, that old glory. Yeah. But uh yeah. We shall see. Uh alrighty then. So that's that's all we've got, I think. Finally, are you done? Or do you want to yeah, wish anybody I'm else done. happy birthdays here? <laughs> nah, no, nah, I think I'm good. Alright, good deal. Alright, man. Uh I, what I was gonna say is, you know, we might be taking some weeks off here. Uh it is summertime, vacations that kind of deal is happening. Um, so, you know, follow me on Twitter. I will make sure I announce the shows hopefully a little earlier than I did today. It was kind of crazy. We did plan this one pretty last minute, but, uh, we will, we will, we will be announcing them hopefully, you know, sometime in the morning, uh, the day of at the very latest. So, um, yeah, that's, all I've got for now and see you all next time. Alright, I'm sending you this link so you can see it real quick. All Check right. out the chat and then laugh out loud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, maybe we're gonna have to wait here. Oh, it's not even a link. I gotta copy and paste it. Oh, it's not? God damn it. Oh, it's alright. I can copy and paste. It takes ten seconds. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. That's good, dude. Nailed it. Yeah, that's good. I have, I've seen those before where it's like people trying to do the stuff they see on yeah. um on the like, with like Pinterest, Pinterest or, or whatever, and it's always like yeah. people, you know, they these like super fancy looking like things that look expert, and then they come out and it's like it just it looks like a monster. <laughs> it's like oh my it god, it does, dude. It looks so melted. Hilarious. It's so terrible. <laughs> This is so glorious. This is good. So good. I I might have to put that. I might have to make that the uh, the picture when I retweet the show out tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, dude. I I would. I absolutely would. (laughs) That's good. All All right, right. we are done. done. You're welcome. Rambling on here. Have a good night, folks. See you next time. Peace.